When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Maze and Brew Pick'em Podcast for Maze and Brew Podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Luke Yardy, joined by Anthony Brune, Von Lawson, Scotty White. We got ourselves a fun show ahead here tonight. College football is finally back. And what's a little college football without a little gambling? How are we doing here tonight, boys? Doing well. We've never done this before. This is new. This is uh, new territory for us. So we are actually... For context's sake, we are recording here on a Wednesday night. This actually won't go up until either late Thursday night or early Friday morning. So because we have Thursday games, there's a Thursday game on the list. Um, We're just going to make the pick as usual. But gambling is legal in the state of Michigan since last we spoke here. I actually think it was during last football season, too. But the online stuff went into effect during the winter. So it's going to be a little bit more of a... I guess emphasis, not emphasis, but thing we do here. So excited for that. Excited to have the four of you here. Uh, We did have a guest picker lined up. That didn't materialize this week, but that might be something that comes into the mix for next week's show. So that's my pitch. That's the long and short of it. People get tired of hearing my voice. So kick it over to Vaughn now. Yeah, I don't think anybody can ever get tired of hearing the luscious voice from Anthony Broom, let me tell you. I mean, I don't mean to make this a love fest by any means. No, it's all good. Uh, I'm excited, boys. Uh, College football is on the horizon. We've got UAB Jacksonville State tonight. If you guys are interested in some, uh, uh, well, it's not quite maction on a uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's close enough. So we're we're inching our way towards college football, and I could not be any more excited. Uh, I, I'm ready to roll. And as a uh, avid user of the uh, uh, the DraftKings mobile app, uh, I'd say I'm a I, I'm about an average uh, <laughs> sports better at this point, having it since uh, since the spring. So let's let's rock and roll. Let's get it going. Yep, I'm extremely excited too. It's been too long uh, without a normal college football season. Last year doesn't count. I can't wait for Saturday, um, and I'm excited. I'm a FanDuel guy personally, um, but I'm I can't wait. So let's do it. We got the lines here. Uh, no particular sports book on the lines. Uh, Anthony just just oh, gave so us the the lines. Not sure is, where uh, got it from. This is the Vegas via the Vegas Insider consensus. Okay, so more or less all of the books rolled into one. So I, I like it. You could shop a little bit, but you know, find find what's best for you. What you're looking for here. First game we're kicking off. Ohio State on the road to Minnesota. They're 14 point favorites to kick off the Big Ten season. This is an interesting one. Anthony, I'll start with you. What, what do you like in this one? Oh, gosh. I mean, anyone who listened to the preseason podcast know that I'm kind of in on Minnesota this year. And I I mean, it's so hard to pick against Ohio State in anything, right? Like, there, there's not a point spread that you're really scared of with them. Uh, I do have concerns. And again, it's all relative because it's Ohio State. I'm not the biggest C.J. Stroud guy. And I know that they have some issues on the defensive side of the ball that need to be worked out. You're going to Minnesota. 
I know they'll be amped up there. They didn't have that great a season last year. I mean, with all of that, like, I want to believe that Minnesota has a chance to, I mean, they, they could, there, there are scenarios in play where they could win this game, but Ohio state's a team where, you know, until you see differently, you just kind of feel pretty confident they're going to go out and get it done. And the point spread point spread be damned. So I will take Ohio state in the 14 points in this game. Vaughn, where are you going? Yeah, I'm going Ohio State, too. Even if you increased it by another touchdown, I would probably take Ohio State just because it's Ohio State. And it doesn't matter at this point who they have at quarterback. C.J. Stroud is a talented redshirt freshman coming in for his first playing time uh, as the starter. And I think at this point, Ohio State, it's really the Alabama of the North. And I know we'll get to Alabama in a little bit with their points as well. But uh, I, I just see uh, Ohio State kind of running away with this one pretty quick. If if a 2020 Michigan team can go to Minnesota and, and uh, uh, just absolutely dominate Minnesota like they did last year, I have no reason to doubt that Ohio State also can't do that same thing. So I'll, I'll take the Buckeyes and the points. Scotty, you laying the points too? Yeah, I've got Ohio State covering. Um I think they're going to cover pretty easily, too. Um, I mean, I think Minnesota is going to be a little more improved than last year. Um, we saw them really good a couple years ago. Um, and, yeah, I, I, we don't really know what Stroud's going to be like. He's a new quarterback. But these teams like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, they just reload every year. Um, and he's got Olave and Garrett Wilson on the, as the receivers. Like, he's got tons of weapons. I think he's going to be just fine. I think, I think they're going to win this one pretty easily. So I've got Ohio State covering this one. I love it. I'm going against you guys already right off the bat. I'm going to take the points here uh, with Minnesota, Ohio State coming to town. Um, uh, Minnesota, they have a lot returning, about 20 starters. They're really only losing Rashad Bateman. He, he played a little bit last year, kind of gave it up to to get ready to go. They also are losing Benjamin St. Juiced. But other than that, pretty much everyone – Coming back for this Gopher team, I expect them to be improved. Uh, C.J. Stroud making his first start in a hostile environment on the road on a Thursday night in Big Ten play where we know, you know, Ohio State, everyone remembers the Virginia Tech loss. Uh, on, it was either a Thursday or Friday, but they started off a, a number of years ago against Indiana on a Thursday night as well. This was when, you know, Indiana was still pretty bad, and Indiana gave them a run. Ohio State ended up winning that game, but it wasn't um, as – you know, kind of Ohio State taking over as everyone kind of thought going into that one. I think this is going to be more of the same. I think it's going to take a while for C.J. Stroud to find his footing. Uh, they lose their top four linebackers, which I love, uh, Mohamed Ibrahim. I think he can get something going, and I think P.J. Fleck is going to have these guys fired up and ready to roll. I think Ohio State wins, but I think Minnesota uh, ends up covering this one. Both Ryan Day and P.J. Fleck only five games uh, above five hundred against the spread. So I don't think there's a, a, a lot of, you know, one guy has the upper hand over the other in, in, in terms of beating the spread. Yeah. And if I can make one final point on this game before we move on, because we do want to move on is if I were playing it and, and we don't, this won't matter by the time people hear this podcast, I like the under in this game. Um, that 62, I could see it being a little bit of a, you know, one of those slug fest kind of sloppy early on type of things. So that's, Final thoughts there if we want to move on. 
Game number two, we got some more Big Ten battle here. I love week one, getting some Big Ten matchups. Michigan State, they're traveling to Northwestern. Northwestern, the three-point home favorite. I'll start with you, Scotty. What do you like in this one? I'm really excited to watch this game. Um, It was a good one last year. Uh, Michigan State came out on top in that one, which surprised a lot of people. Um, So I think that Northwestern is going to cover the minus three. Um, The game's in Evanston. Um, they're going to have fans back. Uh, I think Northwestern is just a really well-coached team. And Michigan State still, I mean, they were not good a year ago. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be good this year. I think people are overlooking Northwestern, too. I mean, that's a team that went to the Big Ten Championship last year. I think they're going to be better than people think. I think that they're going to cover this minus three pretty easily, honestly. Vaughn, where are you going? I disagree. I don't like Northwestern this year that much. It's like the uh, back in the day with the San Francisco Giants. It's like the every other year World Series championship, and that's what Northwestern's been doing. And I, I don't necessarily think they're going to be like awful by any means. I don't think they'll win just like one or two games. But I think this one, I think Mel Tucker's going to have his guys coached up for this for this game at Northwestern. I it's three points. Uh, the over under right there, forty five. Um, I know we're not doing over under uh, with with these picks, but I certainly do expect this to be a low scoring game. So in that manner, I I think the Spartans will uh, not only cover, but I think they will outright win this one. Where are you like Anthony? We were split so far between two. Well, I made a typo already. The over, it doesn't matter. The over under for this is actually 46. It opened at 46 and a half. That's a typo on my part. That's my bad. Um, Now I got to take the over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, God, I'm, I still struggle with this one. This one's been trending pretty heavily towards Michigan State. The line opened at seven and a half points. We're down to three points now in favor of Northwestern. I got a weird feeling that with a full off season of uh, like a, similar to Michigan, where we're hoping that a full spring football fall camp is enough to kind of right the shit. Like Michigan State wasn't good last year. They had the two big wins, but um, this is really truly year one for Mel Tucker. And there's a lot of, I mean, is it a hot take to say there's a little more buzz coming out of East Lansing right now than there is Ann Arbor? I know we're kind of in our little echo chamber, but I'm sort of buying, I'm sort of buying what they're selling right now. So I could see, I see this being again, that the, the total on this game is super low. I expect it to be every bit the the game that the point total suggests it will, Um, you know, going to Northwestern is not, uh, it's not the most daunting environment to go into. A lot of times when you go there, it's actually kind of, a quasi home game for you. If you're a fan base that travels well, again, that's going to be interesting to see how COVID impacts that, but I'm going to go with Michigan state in this one. I'll take Michigan state in the the plus three there. Yeah. I think on its face, Vaughn brings up a a good point with that total, even whether it's at 45, 46, 46 and a half. I mean, that is regardless a low total and between two teams who are probably somewhat evenly matched and probably both not really going to be all that good here this year. I think you just from maybe an analytical standpoint, you take uh, the the points and run with that. But on top of that, Northwestern is losing pretty much everything on the offensive side of the football. They actually only, according to Phil Steele, only returned 18.4% of their yardage production from a year ago, which ranks 130th in the FBS. I mean, that is a lot you're losing from a team that went to the Big Ten Championship game uh, a year ago. And like Vaughn said, Pat Fitzgerald, it seems like it's been cyclical. 
uh, with success. And then on top of that, Michigan State, they're returning their top three receivers, uh, Jalen Naylor, uh, Jaden Reed, and Ricky White. You've got Kenneth Walker coming over in the transfer portal. Whether whether or not they have Anthony Russo or Peyton Thorne starting, I think both are, are capable, you know, starting quarterbacks. I, I'm not really, you know, I'm not sure who exactly wins this game. I think it's going to be close, but regardless, I like the plus three here uh, with Michigan State. Then we've got a big one, top 25 matchup at Camp Randall, Penn State. Headed to Wisconsin, who are five and a half point favorites over the Nittany Lions. What do you think about this one, Anthony? Wisconsin. I don't trust Penn State. I don't trust James Franklin. I think that a lot of, you know, we go back and look at last season. There were a lot of like Wisconsin struggled, Michigan struggled, Penn State struggled. And those are three programs that don't typically do that. And I, I think the one I'm buying for a rebound the most is Wisconsin because they have the talented quarterback. Like a program like that is not going to. F- Struggled to run the football two years in a row. So I think they're going to, it's kind of going to be back, back to basics for them. Um, I'm on Wisconsin and, and the five and a half point spread here. Where are you at, Vaughn? Yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin too. I, I really like Wisconsin this year with returning quarterback, returning running back, and they're always great in the trenches. And then you've got Paul Chris still at the helm as the head coach, I think, at Wisconsin. Uh, I was at the Wisconsin game back in 2017, and that is a tough environment to play at, regardless of who it is. Penn State, I, I, I've never really liked James Franklin either, like Anthony said. Um, good, good recruiter, hasn't really done the developmental side of things, uh, and, and there's some question marks on Penn State uh, this season for me personally. So I'll take Wisconsin minus five and a half. Scott, are you making it three in a row here? I think I'm going to go with Wisconsin as well. This game was tough for me, though, um, just because it was two teams that uncharacteristically struggled last year. Um, and it, it's kind of hard because Graham Mertz last year, he started the season with that near-perfect game against Illinois. Um, and then he had the COVID case right after that. Um, so I'm really interested to see how he's going to play. Um, but Wisconsin's consistently a good physical team um, and a good defensive team. Um, and I think that the atmosphere, getting the fans back in Camp Randall, that is a really tough place to play. Um, so that's why I'm picking Wisconsin to cover the minus five and a half. Yeah, I'm actually a really big Graham Mertz believer, man. I watched him play in the the Army All-American game, and he, I think he was offensive player of the game. He threw a beautiful ball, like we said. Uh, we saw him in the first two weeks, and he was fantastic. Um, but like, like Scotty mentioned, that COVID case kind of derailed this season in Wisconsin's. Uh, just that offense couldn't quite get going after that. But I, I think it, it's right back to where they started the season a year ago. I'm, I'm a big believer in this uh, Wisconsin team with Graham Mertz. I think their offense is going to be good. I don't like Penn State. Uh, me and Anthony, we were both down on them in our preview podcast. I just – I. There's nothing that I understand. They won their last four games, but go look who it was against. Uh, There weren't really any good teams that they beat down the stretch of that uh, of the season last year. I don't think Penn State makes a huge jump. I think Wisconsin does. I got the Badgers minus five and a half at home against the Nittany Lions. And uh, the Big Ten is just blessing us uh, with top quality games here as we've got Indiana traveling to Iowa in an East West matchup. Iowa three-and-a-half-point favorite. Scotty, where are you going on this one? I like Iowa to cover. Um, they, I think Iowa's got a great chance to win the West. Um, they're, they're a solid team every year, always tough, especially playing at Kinnick. Um, 
And again, all, all of these games, I just think that getting the fans back, I'm just so excited for that. I think it's going to play a big difference in these games. Um, but it's still, I'm just not quite sold on Indiana. I never was last year, um, especially after their bowl game loss against Ole Miss. Um, so I think that they're going to take a little bit of a step back this year. Um, and Iowa, they kind of struggled to start the season, but they rattled off. I think it was six in a row to end the season. Um, they, they had a really good end of the year. Um, so I've got, I've got Iowa covering the minus three and a half. Vaughn, who are you liking this one? I'm going to take the Hoosiers, actually. I like the plus three and a half with this one. I, I'm, I, I think Tom Allen is, is pretty much the new P.J. Fleck, uh, so to speak, with the fired up uh, head coach, everything like that. Uh, again, returning quarterback. They've got returning production uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're missing one receiver potentially who went to the NFL. Name escapes me at this moment, but I, I like what they've brought back uh, on the offensive side of the ball at Indiana. I think they're going to come in. I don't know if they're going to win necessarily, but three and a half, I'll, I'll take that uh, with Indiana. Anthony, where are you going since we're split after the first two? Oh, God, this is another tough one. Um, I think the, the fan thing is going to make a – I think that makes a huge difference. Going to Kinnick isn't easy. Now it's a three thirty kick. It's not like it's this big, uh, this big to do. The night games we're, we're familiar with how those have played out. I think this is going to be a, like I could see this being a game, like similar to Indiana Penn State last year, with the result flipped, where it goes to overtime. Um, you know, Iowa pulls it out late. So I'm going to take Indiana and the uh, the three and a half, but I do think Iowa will win this game and and. Uh, the total is set at 46 last I check. Again, we're not picking against that, but um, I think we might be in for a bit of a shootout here. Yeah, this this total, you know, what I said in the Michigan State Northwestern game, the, my pick here goes against pretty much everything I said there. Low total, evenly matched teams. I should be taking the points with Indiana, but I do actually like Iowa minus three and a half in this game. I think Spencer Petras, he takes a big step forward here this year. Over the last six games of 2020, I think Iowa was the best team in the Big Ten West. Uh, I think they're going to continue to build off that into this year. I think this is very much a, a sleeper team, like Scotty said. I think they're very much in contention to win the West here this year. I think Indiana's due for a regression. You know, they, they got some uh, performances that were above expectation. They didn't really have any right winning that Penn State game to kick off the year, but that kind of springboarded them for the entire uh, entirety of 2020. They were plus eight in turnovers last year, which was is not very Tom Allen team-like. So that is a high-variance stat that I don't think that they continue, especially losing Jamar Johnson, who had four interceptions a year ago. I think IU regresses a little bit. I think Kinnick's really tough to go in and play, and I think Iowa wins at a close one, but uh, still covers the three and a half. And then we're going to take a break from the uh, Big Ten here to go to Bama, Miami. In an intriguing matchup. We know what Bama has lost from a year ago, but man, I, it always seems like it never really matters. Anthony, you, you like the Hurricanes or, or are you rolling tide here? <laughs> I'll be honest. There were a lot of other games I probably should have been put on here, but I put this one on just because, you know, 15 years ago, this would have been one of the sexiest matchups on paper, but I don't see a scenario where Alabama doesn't absolutely beat the brakes off of this team. Uh, the 19 and a half probably isn't a spread that's big enough for it. The, Alabama doesn't rebuild. They don't go through transition years. They reload. And 
I just don't think that Miami has the the horses to keep up in a game like that. Despite, I mean, it is it is on a neutral site. They're playing in Atlanta, Mercedes Mercedes Benz Stadium, but I just I don't I don't see a scenario where um, the Hurricanes make this a football game. Vaughn, you agree? Uh yes. It's Alabama. Uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier with what I was going to end up picking for this game. I, I do not like Miami whatsoever. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Derek King rebounds from his season-ending injury from last year. I believe he suffered it in the bowl game. So regardless of all of that, though, give me Alabama and give me Alabama probably the entire season. It doesn't matter. They just they they don't go through transition periods where oh we're gonna have a down year this year maybe eight wins nine wins here they just roll through everybody so i'm i'm taking the crimson tide and they'll win easily what do you think scotty 19 and a half that's a lot of points yeah i think i think alabama's gonna cover pretty easily as well i mean just like you guys said they reload every year um bryce young i wouldn't be surprised if he's in new york at the end of the season as a heisman finalist um and I've never been a big uh, believer in Miami. You know, they always just seem to win their easy games and then they'll have Clemson on the schedule or another big opponent and then they'll lose by 30. Um, and it's going to be the same thing this year, but they're going to get that big loss out of the way in week one. Um, so, yeah, I like Alabama big in this one. I cannot believe that this number is under three touchdowns. It's <laughs> a- absolutely mind-blowing. I'm hammering Bama minus 19 and a half. 2018 versus Louisville in the season opener, 51 14 win. 2017 against number three, Florida State, 24 7. 2011 versus number 20, USC was 52 6. Against number 20, Wisconsin in 2015, 35 17. And then, of course, we all remember the, the Michigan game where it was 41 14. This is what they do. They schedule uh, a team that is ultimately, I think, like Miami, not going to be all that good here this year, but it's a big name. They go and they roll and it kickstarts their season. It's what Bama does. I think the only big game I remember Miami winning is that Notre Dame game uh, from a couple of years back. Other than that, when the lights are bright, they they just haven't performed as of late. I am rolling with Bama my, minus 19 and a half, and I'll probably play it up to about 26, to be quite honest with you. That's a, that's, we, a bad, that's a bad job on my part. I should be picking games for this that are intriguing and there's arguments over. Uh, that was too easy, but... Like it, but the, doesn't the line almost seem like too easy? Almost like it's a trap. Yes, that's why I picked like it. That, it, it. Absolutely, it absolutely well, listen, terrifies Vegas me. Vegas makes a lot of money on bets that seem like they should just be lost. Right, right, right. So that's why we're here. Let's move on. Well, I, I like this next game that you got here. Top five matchup between Georgia, Clemson. Already playoff implications in Week One. Clemson three point favorite. Scotty, what do you like in this one? I like Clemson in this one. Uh, I think they're going to cover the minus three. Um, I think that they just have a little bit more firepower uh, at the uh, the quarterback position. Um, DJ, um, not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Always bad at it. Um, but he went. He stepped in for a game uh, to note and went into Notre Dame. They lost that game, but he he played really well. Um, and I just think it, it's again like they always Clemson always reloads. Um, and I just think they're going to have more firepower at the quarterback position, and that's going to end up being the difference. I think it's going to be a really good game, really close game, but I do think that Clemson's going to cover the minus three. Vaughn, where are you going? 
I'm going to actually take the Bulldogs here. I, I like what they've got on offense as well. I, I feel like all my picks are just offensively based. But JT Daniels, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, he, he's going to rebound uh, from what could have been at USC. I think he's finally going to put it together here at Georgia. And uh, that wide receiver uh, depth chart that they have at Georgia is just it, it's loaded with first round talent uh, in this upcoming NFL draft. So I'm taking Georgia. What about you, Anthony? Ooh, if I had to make a play in this one, I'm, I'm I would be smashing the over on it. But picking against the spread, oh god! Again, Clemson's just one of those teams that's just so hard to pick against. And you open by saying that this is a game that has playoff implications. I don't really think it does because whoever loses this, like because these two teams are playing each other, like whoever loses, it's automatically like I, it's gonna be a win, quote unquote, for them because it's going to go on their resume as a better loss than anyone else in consideration for the playoffs. So I don't know that those implications are, are really there, but I'm going to go Clemson here. I'm going boring. Um, like I said, if I were to suggest a play, it would be the over to me, but I think that Clemson has the firepower, has the star power at quarterback. There are people that think that DJ has more arms, you know, arm talent than Trevor Lawrence does, which again, that's all we're in that part of the, lead up to the season where everyone just had the best off season of their lives. Everyone is in the best shape of their lives. Right. So we always hear bits like that. Uh, but yeah, give me Clemson here. Yeah. I, I probably should have said uh, it, playoff implications for Georgia, because at the end of the day, Clemson's going to run the table in the ACC. So that doesn't really matter as much, but for Georgia, they got some games on the schedule. They got to take on Florida. They'll probably have to play Alabama in the SEC championship if they make it there. So Maybe a little more playoff implications for them, but I do like the Bulldogs in this one. I think there's a ton of talent uh, on this team. Vaughn alluded to it, man. The, the offense here is just absolutely ridiculous. They're returning 96.3% of their yardage production from a year ago. JT Daniels threw 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. I think he takes a big step forward. I think he's a potential first-round pick. Uh, come uh, April or May, whenever the draft is here this year. I, I think Georgia is going to contend in the SEC. I think they're going to contend for a national championship here this year. That's how much talent that I think they have. Uh, I, I do. I'm with Scotty. I like uh, Ujulalie, but he, he did Ooh. have that start against Notre Dame. And, you know, he, he did lose to the Irish, and I'm not really sure how good they were last year. I love his talent, but uh, it, it remains to be seen in these big games uh, what he's going to put out there and if he's able to, to kind of command those victories the way uh, Trevor Lawrence was. So I like Georgia, especially as an underdog. Uh, at plus three moving on to LSU at UCLA and I don't know man this feels like another trap for me uh, LSU three point favorites uh, against UCLA here and I believe we're no Anthony I, I believe we're starting with we started with Scotty last time right did we start with you Scotty or do we yeah all right Anthony. yeah start with me last time <laughs> so start with me then we're already off yeah. we're off the rails this yeah. is one of those games as I stall while I get myself in in uh, picking shape here. Uh, this is one of those games that, yeah, I pick, I was very intentional in picking this one because one, uh, Michigan fans are riding the Zach Charbonnet um, bandwagon again because he had six carries last week. Big deal. Um, this There's something about post Joe Burrow LSU that has kind of a stink to it. And like everything on paper says that uh, they should go out and, and win this game. UCLA has struggled under Chip Kelly. I actually believe Someone can correct me. Someone will correct me. 
Uh, last week was their first ever non-conference win under Chip Kelly. Um, I think they're going to make it two in a row and, and pull a fast one here. I, I like UCLA and the, the three points in this game. All righty. I love it. Vaughn, where are you at here? I'm picking UCLA as well. I think this game has potential to be like double, triple OT. I think this is going to be one of those close high-scoring games throughout, but I do think UCLA ends up taking it at the end of the day. Give me the Bruins. What about you, Scott? Do you like UCLA in this one too? I do like UCLA in this one. This wow. was probably the hardest game for me to pick, um, but I, I like UCLA. Um, I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he's got a lot of firepower. Um, I think he has the potential to have a big year. Um, and Charbonnet, yeah, last week I thought people were a little, overreacting a little bit, but obviously he's a talented back. Um, so I like some things that they've got on offense. And like Anthony said, um, the Joe Burrow year for US, or for LSU was really special, but the years that he hasn't been there and now that he's gone, it's just not the same team. Um, so I'm going to take UCLA. All right. Uh, yeah, maybe I am, uh, you know, kind of the jester here because I think this one was too easy. So you guys are probably going to be right on this one, but I am going to take LSU uh, minus three. Just the, the talent across the, the board on the roster is just I feel much superior to UCLA. I'm still not sold like, yeah, it was, it was a great win against Hawaii. You know, uh, but but the tackling for Hawaii was absolutely horrendous uh, in that game. LSU is going to hit a little harder than uh, Hawaii does. And uh, I'm not really a a big Ed uh, Orgeron guy. You know, he, he won the national championship and I, I'm not sold on maybe the the X's and O's aspects of him as a head coach. But I'm I'm not sold on Chip Kelly's heart, you know, just being in it. I. I still feel like he's kind of just cashing a check out there at UCLA. So I'm going to go ahead and take LSU minus three, especially kicking off their season, coming off a year that I think they felt was very disappointing. And finally, yeah, this is Mason Brew. We got to we gotta bet the Western Michigan-Michigan game. Michigan 17-point favorites at the big house on Saturday. Scotty, who do you like? I got to take Michigan. Um, I, I think I am a, an optimistic fan and every year, you know, I've, my hopes are high and, um, they're not as high as they usually are, but I still think that Michigan is going to cover, um, the 17 point spread against Western. Um, last year, I just, I don't think that that is really, that wasn't Michigan football. Um, I kind of like to look more at the 2019 season. Um, just to base what's going to happen this year. Last year was just a really weird year. Um, so I think we're just going to see a more normal um, Harbaugh coach team at Michigan. Uh, it's going to be like his first um, five years, and I think we're going to be a lot better this year. So I've got Michigan uh, taking the minus 17. Vaughn, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'll take the Wolverines as well. I do like Cade McNamara this year. I think he's got a firm grip of the offense at this point. As his leadership mentality uh, that he has displayed in uh, not only just himself speaking at the press conferences, but everybody talking about him, Jim Harbaugh, all the players, even uh, the defensive players uh, have, have kind of raved about Cade McNamara at this point. Really like the running backs this year, wide receivers. You got Ronnie Bell coming back, uh, CJ uh, Cornelius Johnson. I love him at the wide receiver spot and the offensive line. They've got a lot going on there. As well, defensively, it's going to be really interesting just given you've got brand new everything other than your defensive line coach, uh, which was probably one of the weaker spots on the team last year. 
We'll see how the secondary rebounds, and we'll see how these linebackers that were Vipers under Don Brown are now utilized under Mike McDonald. So with all of that said, I will take Michigan to cover, but I would not be surprised if this one's closer than than 17 points. What do you think, Anthony, Michigan cover in 17? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Western covered, uh, but that's not my pick. I do pick Michigan to to cover this spread. And, and I think what would be disappointing, it, w- it would be if they didn't do it fairly easily. Um, and we're not talking about, you know, we've previewed the game and the team leading up to this. Like we're just talking, we're, this is the pick podcast. We're just talking the best bet you could make. Um, like I said, you know, in me sneaking in other plays here, I do think the under could be a good play here. The over under, I think last I checked here was 67. I think the under could be, you know, I, I think that a, like a, a 49-14 type of game, something like that, is very much in the cards uh, for, for Michigan. Like I said, Western can score points. It's one of the better teams in the MAC, and they're they come after you on the defensive side of the ball. So for an offense that seems like one thing throwing it out of rhythm last year blew everything to hell, it'll be interesting to see how they re- react to that this weekend. But um, there's not a lot of drama here. It's only the pick we say for last because it's Michigan. I do have Michigan covering this spread and and hopefully doing it fairly easily. So we're a little more at ease this time next week. Yeah, Michigan should very much uh, cover a 17-point spread against Western on Saturday. That is going to be my pick here. I am, like Vaughn, a little bit worried about the defense, mostly because, you know, we're braving into the unknown here. You know, I feel like there's a lot of talent on that side of the football. It's just how are they going to get utilized and how are they going to play in that new scheme? Are they going to play fast and loose? Are they going to be thinking too much? That's the one thing that concerns me on that side. But I think offensively, there's enough production coming back. I think they're going to be able to move the football all day Saturday. And I think they do uh, cover 17 here. So that is uh, that's all our picks for this week. Man, does it feel good to be able to, to bet a little college football uh, once again. Before we go, guys, uh, let everyone know where they can follow you. And, you know, if you're if you're posting betting stuff or just talking throughout the game, where can we find you on social media, Scotty? You'll find me on Twitter. That's my uh, that's my favorite place to be during the game. Scotty White underscore is the Twitter handle. Um, sometimes I'll tweet out my picks if I'm feeling really confident about it. Um, my favorite one this week is Ohio State covering the spread. Um, but yeah, I'll be on Twitter for the game for sure. Vaughn, how about you, my man? Follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm mainly uh, tweeting out. All of our good content on mazenbrew.com. I am at Vaughn underscore Lozon. And then Anthony, any uh, not only where to to find you on social media, but any other business we got for the site here this week? It's game week, baby. Um, no more light content Saturdays. It's it, it's go time. So Saturday will be chock full of stuff. Sunday will obviously be chock full of stuff. Uh, just excited for it to be here. I don't have a big long pitch, and like I said, I'll, I'll preface all of this by saying all of my picks were for entertainment purposes only. I think it's a good uh, to gamble responsibly and never bet more money than you're willing to lose. So just a little PSA at the end of that as we cover all of our bases here. But you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. And um, you guys know where the site is and where I'm at, so I don't need to take up a lot of time there. If you're listening to the pod, uh, traditionally, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, rate, leave a review. And then if you're uh, watching this on YouTube on this Friday that we posted it, make sure to subscribe, ring that bell, and consider uh, becoming 
a member. We'd love to have you. We know Steven does a lot of great video brewcast Monday nights and a whole lot of other stuff on the channel. But that's going to wrap it up for our Mason Brew Pick'em podcast. For Scotty White, Von Lozon, and Anthony Broom, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week.